Hello, friends. Good morning. Hello, hello. I said good morning, but you might be listening to this at night. It's possible. It's or in possible. the afternoon. I don't really know. Okay. Welcome back to the Shared Space Podcast. We cannot wait to share our space with you today. We decided as we were sitting down figuring out what we wanted to bring to you guys on this episode, um, kind of just circling back to something that we talked about in a previous episode about the word impact. Yes. The impact effect is what we're titling this one because, I mean, it literally you have a ripple on anybody that you come into contact or have an impact with. So we're going to touch on that, both good and bad, both things we've gone through and tips that we can give to people. So should be a good one. I don't think I even told you this um, as we were sitting here. We always sit at our round table. I wish that you guys could see. Maybe we'll post an actual cute little round table talk picture for you or something. Um, But we always kind of sit here and just collect our thoughts before we start recording for you guys. And um, I was, as we were finishing up our conversation, I thought about the fact that the year that you and me started talking last year, (laughs) I was like, wait, this this time or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Our word was impact, mine and Cody's. Ooh. It's no coincidence, guys. It was a big year of impact for our families. But going back to the impact that you make, we wanted to specifically impact people with our time, with our just like love of like being around them, you know, spending time with more of like friends and family, impact people with our money, impact people just in every single aspect. I think when you think of impact, you think that there's just maybe one or two ways that you can do that, but you can impact people in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. This is very true. Very true. So yes, kind of go back to the beginning again. I feel like we keep circling around, but a lot of the things that we have learned has been because of all the mistakes that we've made. Yeah. A lot of our hardest lessons, I would say, were probably the first, the first, second, and third year. And then the most positive has been over the last like year and a half. Um, so we'll circle, circle you back again to the beginning and just some of the ways that we handled things. And honestly, some of the things that we're seeing now come out of things um, that happened so many years ago. And, you know, during, high intensity situations where you're just handling things as they come. But most of the things that you're handling are emotion based. Um, You don't really think about the impact that it's going to have, not just on yourself, but the people around you. They're seeing how you're handling things like conflict. They're seeing how you're handling things like hardship. They're seeing how you handle things like hurt and breakup and all of those things. And as adults at least for Beth and I that we've been talking about and maybe for a lot of people you really don't understand and I'm gonna just say impact a lot you're gonna hear it probably 275,000 times (laughs) as you're listening to the episode count how many times we say this is your challenge if you get it you win a prize (laughs) um but anyway you really just do not understand how big of an impact you're having on kids especially young kids and I don't mean to just single them out but we think because they're young you know, that first year, the months of them being babies, and then when they turn one, two, three, those are the ones that they are soaking up the most subconsciously, and we don't know it, but you start seeing how they respond to conflict. You start seeing how they respond to sadness, how they're, you know, self-healing and um, and all of those things, and uh, this has been such an eye-opener for us as we've talked about things that we've dealt with, <coughs> specifically with Jax and two of our other girls um, simply because of the time frame that they came into our lives and the things that we were dealing with. And now we're kind of struggling to, to kind of reverse 
the impact that we've had because of this stuff. So we're going to kind of walk you through that. Um, Like I said in the beginning, just a few stories of what we've dealt with and how we're handling it now, and then just kind of come to a conclusion of making sure that we're keeping ourselves on track and breaking, you know, the new hip thing to say is breaking generational curses and all those things. But that's like a real thing. And as we've both grown up and we've talked through things and we've talked through things with Zach and Cody, we've come to realize a lot about our childhood and the things that we've grown up with that we didn't even realize impacted us the way that it did. And now it's like coming through in our parenting. So it's things that we like to be mindful of things that we're trying to change because we don't want it to affect our kids. Like it's affected us. When you think of the word impact, unfortunately, I think a lot of the things that we do it's in a negative way, unfortunately, more than a positive impact. If I think about things in my past that impacted my life, there are a few things that are positive things, but most of the time, unfortunately, I think the impact that happens when we're adolescents and then going into, you know, our young adult years and now as being adults, like most of the time the things that I can think that impacted my life are bad things and not good things. And like, jo- like Josie was saying with the generational curses, um, those are all usually negative things that we're trying to like reverse the curse, reverse the curse. And so we have made it a very, I don't even know like what the word is. I have a hard time with my words, but what (laughs) words are hard. Words are hard. It's fine. Especially this early in the morning as we're recording. Um, but we've just made it kind of, I don't know if like our mission as moms, um, is to step into a new season of our parenting where we're stepping in it together, you know, Mm -hmm. hands held where before for the last seven years, we've been parenting separately. Well, now we're trying to step into a new season where hopefully most of the impact that's happening is a positive impact over a negative one. So Josie was talking about kind of those first formative years. Unfortunately, you don't really realize in the moment the negative impact that you're having um, on your on your kids because you're just kind of you're just kind of like going with the flow every single day and you're just doing things and you're not really thinking about the words that you're saying. You're not really thinking if this is going to affect your kids. You you don't know. Maybe you think that you're having a private conversation, but maybe in your house, your kids can still overhear you. You know, all of those things you don't take into account. And um, she was talking about how two of our girls, so my daughter Memphis and her daughter Zoe, you know, it was hard for them because the years that I became in a relationship with Cody and she started... Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was about the same time. Yeah, about the same time. It was just kind of like that those first years of cultivating not one marriage, a new relationship, we're learning how to co-parent, all of those things. You you can't help but think that maybe that all had a negative effect more than it had a positive effect. Yeah, because during that time period, so we got pregnant with Zoe a year after we were together. So we had already gone through that really hard first year. The second year was not a whole lot better. We were still you know, just navigating through all becoming a blended family and, and everything that was coming with that. And so there were still some, some major conflict conflicts that were arising. And when I was pregnant with Zoe, you know, that they even say that it starts when the child's in the womb. If you're dealing with conflict or you're highly stressed or you're, you're, you know, just, it's a lot of negative that can impact the baby too. So she comes out into the world and we're still dealing with stuff and Zach and I are still navigating, you know, newlyweds and newly blended and our past and just kind of working through all of that. 
Um, we finally didn't have roommates and all of these things. So it was like a whole different season for us and still getting to know each other. Like, yes, obviously Zach and I had known each other, but you know, getting deeper into a relationship with your spouse, especially when you have trauma, especially when you have not made great decisions throughout your adult life, all of that baggage comes into your life. And this is like one of the reasons like we focus so heavily on the things that we're doing now, the things that we did not like that we were exposed to as children and young adults. And, you know, I I was joking around with Zach. I said, I feel like a helicopter parent is looked at negatively, but I kind of wish that I would have had more of that as a kid because I feel like I had so much freedom and so little supervision that I was exposed to so many things that were just not great. And they set me up for just not, not a great road going into my teenage years and then my young adult years. And like I said, you, you literally carry all that with you. Okay. Like even if you don't try, even if you've worked through it, the baggage just comes and things sneak up on you and you have to deal with those things as you're navigating a new relationship. So that was a lot of the things that we were going through on top of dealing with some not great things between all of us as a blended family, you know, Beth was still walking through her journey. We were still trying to figure out how to deal with all of that. And now we had a new baby on top of it. So she was obviously exposed to arguments and, you know, me being upset and all of these things. And we've started to notice, like, as she was getting older, you know, one, two, three, that she was becoming very reactive. She would have very negative responses. She would instantly shut down if she felt like, you know, we were upset about something. And they, they, she's literally been watching how I respond to those things, how Zach responds to those things. And, you know, Jax has walked... Jax and Jillian have walked through it the most. I feel that Jillian has gotten less exposure to it because Jilly was four when Zach and I got together. So a year later, she was going into school. My mom still helped quite a bit with her um, because I was still working at the time. So she wasn't exposed to being around Zach and I all the time dealing with all these things. But Jax was and Jax was with Beth and, you know, all that on their side, too. So he was learning how not to cope in a healthy way, um, being very reactive, being very emotional based. And now we're kind of seeing that come out even more in him now that he's, you know, turning nine this year and starting to not really understand things like he sees his mom and dad getting along at drop off and pick up. He doesn't understand why they can't be together. So now those feelings are starting to come out and anything that he's been around subconsciously or just in general, you know, because sometimes when you're in the heat of a fight, you don't even realize who's around you. And as sad as that is, you know, that's just the type of type of impact that we've had on the kids and why we want to be so mindful about not arguing in front of them and showing them how to have a healthy relationship, both with your spouse and if you're in a co-parenting situation, a blended situation with friends, with family members, with all of these things. Like now they're getting to watch us walk through really hard journeys with our own families because we've realized things with our families that we don't feel are healthy because of the direction that we're going in now and the things that we want to teach our kids. And it's just like a very overwhelming thing. And when we sat down to talk about this um, last week at coffee, it was like, I feel like we really need to dive deeper into how big of an impact we carry as parents, because I don't think that it's taken as seriously as it should be. Yeah. The same thing for Memphis, just going back to what she was saying with Zoe was unfortunately Memphis when she entered the world like me and Cody were not even married yet where we were engaged but we had just had her now we're getting um married in the process too uh we went through this really really hard stage in the first couple years of our um marriage because 
Oh gosh, there's just, I know it's, it's hard. It's hard to sit here and talk about this, you guys, because if I think we talked about this on the first episode, but, um, Josie had been with Zach prior when me and Zach broke up for a little bit and the same thing with me and Cody. So when you're going into this, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going into a new relationship. It's like, I'm going into this in a new relationship with someone that I've already been with in the past. So, so Cody knew everything that had kind of happened, kind of, you know, to a, to an extent. It's not like you're just navigating a new relationship with a new person. It's like you're almost bringing someone from your past back into your future. And so we had to work through that stuff. Um, plus, Cody was just recently divorced as well. Like there's a lot of di- dynamics to all. We didn't pick the easy route. Let's just say that. None of us did. We didn't pick the easy route. And so because of that, but we all wanted to move forward with the, with the partners that we chose is, okay, how can we do this in the most positive way? But that, that wasn't what was happening. It was lots of arguments or heated things with the kids probably listening. And then not only that, my significant other was in the military at the time. I think Zach was too for like a a few years or had he just gotten out? He got out right before we got married. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, Cody was, was stationed in Fort Riley, Kansas, and we live here in Nebraska. And so every single weekend he was just coming back and forth and he'd be gone all week and then he'd just come home on the weekend. So it was almost like we had like fit in what we needed to figure out in our relationship, how to move forward, how to have a positive marriage, all of that into one weekend. And so the weekends became very like an intense thing, almost like we have to fit in so much that we've missed out in a short period of time. Sometimes that was a really positive thing, but sometimes it was very, very negative because it was it just a heightened situation I felt like. And so when Memphis came into the world, again, like Josie was talking about, you know, most of my pregnancy was one, I was getting a boutique up and running. So that's just stressful in general. I had left a job that I had been at for several years. So that's stressful as well. Like just leaving coworkers and people that had become my family and had walked through really hard seasons of my life with me. And then on top of that, you know, I'm getting married, I'm dealing with co-parenting, all of those things that my, my pregnancy was not not, not stressful. Not, not, not stressful. It was, it was a little stressful. It was a little stressful. I'm stressed. I'm stressed thinking about it. It's fine. Um, but unfortunately I more just like regret not realizing that the choices that I was making, you know, the extra stress I was putting on myself, not taking the time to like actually think through things, um, just kind of being spontaneous and like, not just, I'm trying to think of how to say this just not thinking about the things that I'm doing while I'm pregnant, while I'm moving into the next season of my life. They're not small choices. They're things that affect the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the hardest thing as, you know, adults, um, as parents, as co-parents, whatever. We think that the, the choices that we make are just like for here now in the moment. But a lot of the choices that I made seven years ago still still are here today or they haunt me or they're like, Oh, because I did that. Now I can see how that's positive here. But most of the things that I did back then are still things that are repercussions that I'm having to deal with now. And so that's one of the things that Josie and I really just were talking about is moving into this new season of parenting together is okay. When we're making a choice, not just like being so quick to react or so just like, okay, this is what we just need to do. It's like, no, let's actually step back. What is that? What is going to make the most impact in a positive way? And if we do see negative impact that's happening right now, how can we pivot that and create like a positive situation out of it? And it takes a lot of just being self-aware and not just being so quick to react, not quick to just make quick judgments. You know, we still have scenarios where Jax is totally pinning each one of us in a corner. And instead of either one of us just being like, 
well, this is what he said. So this is what, like, let's just hold that as true. It's like, no, stepping back. Hey, this is the situation that was brought to hand. This is what's going on. Has this been going on at your house? And just not being so quick to react, I think is what's made the biggest impact on our parenting in the past past few months. Yeah, definitely. And just being able to put our pride aside, that's been one of the hardest things. And we talk about this a lot because, you know, we could tell you about all the things that we did to each other and did in general over those first three years that made things as just negative and not great of a situation for our kids to be in, not just us. Like, yes, that affects us too, but bigger picture here is we have children and we need to take that into account. We could walk you through all of that. It's a whole laundry list of stuff, but we're not going to do that. Um, but putting down our pride now and being able to navigate through that with each other when things like this are arising, when we are having situations where he feels he needs to pin us against each other or he's just feeling really big feelings and we don't know how to process it, being able to reach out to each other and be like, hey, <laughs> this is what's going on. Um, I literally have no idea what to do with this situation because this is stuff that we've never walked through. You know, Beth is not a bonus parent, so she literally has no no real idea what the other three of us have navigated through because unless you walk through it you don't understand it she's super helpful and compassionate and understanding and is always there to like hype us up and be like you know you guys are doing a great job and all that stuff but she just she doesn't get it and that's okay and I haven't walked through things like this either because before Jax I had Jillian and Jilly's just Jilly's a very mellow human being um we're, we're just now starting to get some sass from her but you know we're heading into the the preteen years and all that stuff. But anyway, you know, dealing with some of the things that we've been struggling with Jax, because we all view all of us coming together as a really positive thing. And, you know, being able to share our lives together, he doesn't have to go a whole week without talking to another parent, he doesn't even have to go a whole week without seeing another parent, all of these positives. We're, we're really all struggling to understand why he's having such a hard time right now, why he's pushing back right now. Like, just last week we were really struggling with him him and I specifically are having a very hard time because like I said earlier he's not understanding why if his parents can get along well why can't they just be together you know and and he said some hurtful stuff and I have to really keep my emotions in check because I have not ever dealt with this but I don't know what he's dealing with because of the things that we've put him through, you know, and now he's seeing all of us get along and that's great, but he's really focused on the fact that his mom and dad are getting along. So like, why can't Josie go away? And this is all just going to be happy go lucky. And, you know, yes, it hurts my feelings. Yes. I was messaging Beth, you know, crying. Zach was asleep at the time. So I was having to navigate that with her and it was really, really hard. And I hate talking about it. I hate even having to admit that we go through struggles like this, but I know that we're not the only ones and I just want to help people and, and just tell people that you're, you know, you're still doing a great job even when you head into conversations and situations like this in a season like this where it's really hard and you feel like literally everything you're doing is wrong and you just don't like I like I told her I don't know what the heck I'm doing like I have no idea how to navigate through this so we worked through it and she ended up calling Jax and and you know I feel like that helped but at the end of the day this is just one of those things that we really had to be vulnerable lay down our pride and start impacting together because the way that we've all been doing it the last six years that he's seen us not united is really starting to shine through with him as he continues to try to push back with us. So it's just been, it's just been a week guys. It's been a while. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. And going back to what you were just saying with, you know, there were so many years of negative impact that sometimes we kind of get beside ourselves that we're like, why isn't every caught up? And why isn't everyone caught up with where we're at? Like, why doesn't everyone just love each other? And everyone gets <laughs> along, you know, we're, we're very sunshine and rainbows over here at this shared space podcast. Just be happy. I know <laughs> we just want everyone to be happy. And so sometimes we get confused when he still is like, pinning us against each other or he's still using a manipulation tactic and we're like bro why don't why aren't you just happy you know this is what you've always wanted you've always said that you you know I, th- I think you shared it on a couple episodes ago how you had that conversation with him and you said like I don't care and he was like well you don't care about my mom it's like no I just don't care about what's going on right now but this is what we feel like he's been asking for is us being on the same page us being able to be around each other you know not having to go to say I think it was this kindergarten graduation and we sat on one side y'all sat on the other side and no one talks type of thing like we now looking back, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, that was so toxic. Mm -hmm. Like in the moment, I didn't really realize how toxic it was, but now being kind of on the outside of it and you know, hindsight 2020 is like, wow, that was super toxic. And we were putting our five-year-old in a position that he has to choose which side of the congregate, like of the, not the congregation, that's not (laughs) of the audience. We weren't at church. Okay. Um, which side of the audience he goes to or which family he goes and says hi to first, like all of these like thoughts that have to run through a little five-year-old's brain at the time, you're just like in such a selfish mode. And we've talked about this, you know, on other episodes is that a lot of times we operate out of such a selfish love and a selfish, what is best for me? What is best for Josie instead of what's best for Jax? And we were all saying that we were doing that, but we weren't. Yeah. And I mean, we get it. And maybe, maybe you're new, maybe you have one kid, maybe you have bonus children, maybe you have multiple children and you're just now navigating divorce or separation or, you know, a new significant other coming into the room. We totally understand that um, going into situations like this, you typically hate someone in this situation. And, you know, we've said it many, many times that Beth and I literally hated each other. Her and Zach walked through a really toxic time too. And again, we just, you know, we said we were doing what's best for Jax. We're always doing what's best for Jax. This is for Jax, blah, blah, blah. We were so not walking that. Yeah, no. And like looking at it now and again, putting your pride aside, you have to admit that you were wrong. And that's something that, you know, Beth and I have talked a lot about with things that we've dealt with, um, with our own families is uh, that's a hard thing to break when it's been ingrained in your brain forever that no, you're not wrong. No, you don't have to say sorry. No, you pride. I'm going to hold on to that forever. I'm going to hold on to grudges forever. You know, you do me wrong. I'm going to write your name down. I'm going to draw a line through it. Like just not healthy ways of handling things. And it's not how I want to teach my kids. I don't want them to continue to carry that out. And I don't want to feel or act like that anymore. Like I don't want to hold grudges against people. I don't want to be angry at people. If there's a situation or a relationship that is toxic and not benefiting me and it just doesn't align with, you know, the the beliefs that we have and my integrity, then I might have to end that relationship. Absolutely. But there's a way of handling it in a healthy way. And things can change. People can change. Like if we're not a freaking shining example of that then get on board because it's true. People can change, especially if you give them grace, if you are willing to admit when you're wrong and let go of stuff, you guys. Like, just freaking let it go. 
But it is so true. Like people can change. And I think that's the hardest thing is that if you're not willing to accept that other people can change, then you're just as bad as they are. People can change. You can grow up. You can start making different choices. You can start to admit when you're wrong. You can start developing trust. And I think that's the biggest thing for Josie and I is this week, you know, as she said that we had to walk through something with Jax is like, she felt like she could call me because she feels like she can trust me. And that's not something that's happened overnight. And so as we move forward, you know, I feel like we always, we always want to give you guys like practical tips almost like of like, okay, this is what we've walked through. Now, how can we help you do the same thing or at least start implementing even a little bit is one, know that none of this happens overnight positive impact. You can't just do it one time. And our children are a living example of that is that we feel like we've been positive, positively impacting them for the last, what, nine months now. Has it been that long? Holy crap. This coming up on the summer is the summer that we ran into each other. So that's really freaking crazy. Um, anyways, just, we feel like everyone should be caught up with what we're, where, where we are at, like I was saying earlier, but so many years of negative impact, you have to remember that doesn't just change over time. So just because maybe you show up at your next drop off and you decide to be the sunshine and rainbows and you decide to, you know, actually say something kind about your co-parent or have a positive interaction or not act so um, cold towards your your co-parent when you show up and stuff like that that's not just going to change things over one night. So remember that it's, it's a time thing. It's a trust thing. It's a long-term thing and we're still figuring it out ourselves. But I think our children are proof that we negatively impacted them for so many years. So we can't just expect that now that we're all on the same page and we're working so hard at building that trust and building this positive environment for them that they just need to catch up. We don't know how kids' brains work. We were just talking about this. I wish I knew how kids' brains work. I wish I knew what was going on in my son's head and in my daughter's head. Um, But we truly don't know the type of real impact that we did have on their super formative years. You know, those first few years that they're alive are really formative. Their brains take on everything that you say, every interaction that you have, and it cultivates the the character that they have and how they react to things and respond to things. And so you can't think that, oh, we've now been positively interacting for nine months or however long did you figure out the number? Um, close, to nine. close to nine. Um, that every, you know, that just outweighs the last seven years because it doesn't. And so I think moving forward, just be the first one to make the hard step of being more positive, of showing your co-parent just like a little bit of grace, you know, saying positive things about them or whatever their love language is, if you know that. And the first step is the biggest impact. So make that first step and I promise you, you'll see the change. Okay. So the last thing I wanted to touch on too, and I totally forgot until now, but Zach and I were talking this morning because I always kind of brainstorm with him before we go into the podcast because he always has little gems, little tidbits of information. You know, he'll never admit to it, but it's fine. Um, He was just talking about, you know, right now, the thing is bringing it to light our traumas and uh, things that we've dealt with in our childhood And we're recognizing that in ourselves, but then we're still carrying it on with our kids. And he's like, I don't understand that mindset at all. So it's something that I'm going to try and be really mindful of. And I wanted to share that with Beth. And I felt that it would be really good to share it with you guys too. If you're recognizing things in yourself from your childhood, make sure that you're staying on top of those things when you're going into situations with your kids, because you might not even realize that you're still handling things with your kids 
how they were dealt with with you. Like, for example, and this is, this is me being really, really vulnerable, and I, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this, but I feel like I need to. When I was a kid, one of my parents, um, their way of handling stressful situations was out of anger. And so as an adult and as a parent, my instant reaction to handling stressful things or things that I did not like was out of anger and yelling. And it's something that I've become very mindful of over the last few years. And Zach has pointed it out to me because we always hold each other accountable, even if it's very uncomfortable, because how do you grow? How do you have a positive and healthy relationship with your spouse? You have to hold each other accountable with stuff. Okay. You don't have to be a jerk about it. You don't have to be aggressive about it, but just be like, Hey, I'm seeing these things in you and you know, you've talked to me about how much that hurt you as a kid and how it's made you feel as an adult now. I don't think that we should be handling situations like that with our own kids. And so just keep that in the front of your mind as you're healing and realizing things from your past and your childhood that you're not carrying that on with your kids because it really does create quite the ripple effect later on in life. And, and it just really boggled both of our minds how we can realize that as adults but not recognize it as parents so yeah that uh i would say that wraps up the impact effect episode we're excited to share the next episode with you guys we're going to be talking about praying parents create praying children and it's going to be another positive one but until then we love you guys and we're thankful that you share our space with us see you later bye